Hey whores, I've got something to share. I love magic wands and I love anal toys. So I've partnered with LaWand and B-Vibe to get you the best discounts on their entire site. From now until June 30, get 20% off the entire store by using code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout. Get yourself a rumbly magic wand or even a rimming plug and get you coming, baby. That's Lawand and B-Vibe and use code SEXED with Tim for 20% off both stores. Check the description for more details and I'll see you at your next orgasm. Mwah! The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim. I am a certified sex educator. I identify as chaotically gay, and my sun is in Aquarius, my moon is in Pisces, and my cum is in Uranus. Um, <laughs> was that a little much? Oh. Uh, it was just enough. It was just <laughs> enough. I didn't see it coming. Oh. I love it. Ooh, you didn't see it coming. Uh, I didn't. Oh my God, that is so funny. Hold on. This was your intro. Let me not. Yeah. <laughs> I actually I had another it. one that's not as funny. I was like, um, I was trying to measure the temperature of my energy drink, and then it broke. So I guess you can say there's mercury in my Gatorade. <laughs> there was. Yeah. Mercury in my retrograde. Yes, yeah, 100%. My and then, oh, that is so fucking and funny. And then the one that lost to it was uh, my boyfriend broke up with me because of my Zodiac puns. I guess you can say it finally tore us apart. <laughs> I'm just like... <sighs> Ugh, gross. What is no! wrong with me? Uh, a, an award-winning sense of humor is not a problem. <laughs> that is so good. It probably tore I'm, us apart. How do you do that? I need, I wish I had that skill. I'm, I'm just garbage. I'm not that punny. No, I'm, you're not. I, I'm just not that punny. You are so good. Uh, I mean, thank you. That's coming from the one and only Colin Videl of Queer Cosmos. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Uh, I you mean, can yeah oh my god listeners that laugh that jolly that handsome voice you hear on the other end of the mm. mic is none other than uh author award winner astrologer writer for cosmo oh my god like literally girl boss gatekeep gaslight 2022 <laughs> happy pride everyone come through miss colin bedell Thank you so much for having me, Tim. I will never not say my moon is in Capricorn and my cum is in your anus. That... (laughs)
is so fucking funny. I can't. <laughs> I, was, I can't. I was on another episode. I was on another show, and I rebranded Capricorn sluts to Capricorny. I'm like, oh, you know it's what? true. They right. are. They are. They are. It's like that's why they work so hard to like get off that steam. Oh, that steam. But it's up. true. Oh my god, it's so true. We're gonna read them later, but you we're gonna read it. Read it. Read those bitches. Yes. Girl. Oh my god. So, Colin, I'm so happy that you're here on Likewise. my anniversary episode during Pride. And wild. My... Girl, wild. I can't believe it's June already. Right? Hello. Um, happy Pride, everyone. Yes, happy Pride, everybody. What is gayer than astrology? <laughs> Very few things. And I also love that it's kind of provocative in the gay community still. Like, bitches be fighting over it, which makes it even yeah. gayer. It's like, I mean, it's, it causes it's, drama. I love it. Which I live for. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm always just like, when I see two bottoms fighting, I'm like, bottom on bottom crime. The girls are fighting. The girls are fighting. <laughs> and they're probably a Pisces and another Pisces. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nah, it's a Virgo fighting over which Pisces to top. Oh, <laughs> yes. You know what? Is it, can, I, do I know Virgo tops? I'm going to think about that. Do I, I know get Virgo big, tops? I know. I, I'm gonna, I get, typically, I get big bottom energy from Virgo, but they are Earth, so they could be verse and just camouflaging like a bottom. Ooh, I don't know. They're, they're I don't hiding know. in the weeds. They're hiding in the they weeds. They are. Wait, that could be really funny if we run through the Zodiac and we're like top, bottom, reverse. And we just oh, my God. We're going to save that for later. Okay, yeah, but, that's, um, the end. that's the end. But for now, I would love for you to introduce <sighs> us to our listeners here, Colin. Yeah, yes, yes. So I'm Colin. I'm an astrologer. Uh I have been practicing astrology professionally since 2017. So I think I'm at, oh my gosh, five years now, if I'm doing the math correctly. Four. No, four, 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 wait, five? Oh, who fucking knows? Anyway, <laughs> since 2017, um, I have, I'm just honored to do the work that I do, Tim. It's just such a joy to uh, discuss and write and research and communicate and teach a, a system that I've loved really since I was about 11 or 12 years old. I have been thinking about and researching and communicating astrology. So the fact that I get to do this for a living is something that I'm just really beyond grateful for like really i'm in awe honestly yeah oh my god love that a gemini girl boss come through <laughs> yeah. come a gemini through. dictator dictator that's where i can go before Dic- my dictator dictator because right. mm. i got that capricorn moon so like mm, you know um Get shit enemy done. arising 100 i walk my fucking talk thank you very much oh my god that accent is making me so wet in my basement right now you walk <laughs> The fucking talk. Talk. Yeah, talk. and I'm coming at you from fucking Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn. Okay. Right. So anyway, gotta walk the talk. And it's just <laughs> it really it is a joy. I love what I do so much. I cannot believe what worlds it's opened up to me. Opportunities, adventure, relationships. It's just I'm so grateful. I really uh-huh. am. Not to be corny, but I am. I'm very grateful. No, that's awesome. And like I love the work that you do. I'm so obsessed Thank with you. you. I have like such a huge crush on you. Likewise. Oh my god, thank you. You're like a crystal ball with really well-groomed eyebrows. It's just like, (laughs) truly, I want to sit on it. And I'm just like... (laughs) 
<laughs> Who knows? The day is young. We might have to later on. <laughs> oh my god, I gotta make my way to Brooklyn. You to where? You're in Canada now, right? I am. That's right. Am. That's right. Yeah, you gotta talk to your prime minister. The borders are tight. A little uh, too tight. This prime minister sucks. Ugh. Oh, he does. Ugh. All right, Ugh. we'll have to read him later when we discuss read him Capricorns. Later. <laughs> yeah, we and, and the New York accent comes out the mimicry. It's I am good. truly here. I am just like feeling my New York's girly oats right now. Mm. But um, you're doing Colin, it well. I'm yes. doing it well. Thank you. But Colin, yes. like for the people out there who have no idea what the hell it is we're talking about, right. let's start at the very, very beginning. What is yeah. astrology? That is a great question. So astrology is essentially just the situating of the sun, the moon, and all the planets from Mercury to Pluto in any of the 12 zodiac constellations. So those are the two primary building blocks of astrology, right? Where are the planets and the sun and the moon, those are the luminaries, in any of the 12 zodiac constellations? And when we know where the planets are, we can start to understand the meaning, the story that the universe is unfolding through us, right? And when we're looking at the natal chart of individual people, which is the circle cut into 12 pieces and then a bunch of different sort of celestial objects scattered around it, we're literally looking at, I would argue, the universe's nature through us and how it intends for us to self-actualize, free from scarcity, comparison, patriarchy, racism, homophobia, and all the isms. I absolutely believe that. And when we know that there are otherworldly energies, it's expressing itself through us on earth as is written in the heavens. I think it gives us the ability to acknowledge the very significant worldly limitations that are placed on us who may or may not be living with multiply marginalized identities outside of majority culture. And also, I'm wondering, can we live from the vision of, well, since I'm operating with otherworldly energies that are not of this world, I can deny worldly limitations on me. I can transcend it through not even allowing this power over dynamic. I'm fanning myself. Oh, the tea. The <laughs> tea know, is especially hot today. It's, you know, mm. and I hope the Long Island iced tea is coming in fucking cold, baby, because sometimes I think we need to hear that. Is that, yes, let's acknowledge the very worldly limitations. Let's join in empathy and share resources and allocate and situate how we got here. But I think astrology then says, and now these are everybody's strengths and opportunities to help regulate, transcend, and bring everybody with us. Because if we're only identifying the problem on the level of the thinking of the world that created the problem, we're stuck in the quagmire. But if we're working with otherworldly energies that really assign us to the specific values contributions, strengths, and challenges that can help us transcend it, I think that we could really begin to mobilize and create more peace, justice, and love, frankly, on Earth. I really do believe that. Oh, that's so cute and that's so I'm, sweet. My Mars and Cancer oh came out. And I know you have one too. I know. Oh my God, I can't. So oh. I had to say it. But it, yeah, I, I think astrology can be a phenomenal tool in that way. So that's what it is, right? It, it's also... Um, a particular meaning-making system. I think that it illustrates compatibility beautifully. And I think it just gives us radical permission for self-acceptance and also an opportunity to regulate our objection to the differences from others. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Because let's be clear, like, yes, I love the queer community. And also we pay a lot of lip service to we accept people as they are. Because we have a lot of challenges when people are different than us. 
Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That's yes, what makes do. astrology so queer. It does, because right? it's basically saying, like, well, Tim, you have to be a Pisces moon, Pisces rising, Aquarius sun, God bless. Colin, you have this chart. They have this chart. So mind your fucking business, stay in your goddamn lane, and rise to the occasion of who the fuck you are before you're mad and pointing the finger at what the fuck everyone else isn't doing enough. Like, mind your business. Do you know what I'm saying? Mind your so business, anyway. girl. Right. Here, here I am getting canceled. Mind Tim said. No, please get Tim canceled. Said, I'm already just tri- canceled. Oh, I got to hear that story. But no, I just think that's what astrology can do is like help us really examine why do I have such an objection to other people doing things differently than me when what I really should be doing is investing this energy and minding my own fucking business and taking responsibility for who I am in the space of all things that are happening based on the strengths of my astrology, please. Oh, yes. Because we're always so obsessed with what other people are doing. Like, why can't you just focus on you? Heal yourself, girl. Heal yourself. Because if you were, you wouldn't be fucking sticking your nose out and checking what other people are doing on their side of the fucking lane, hon. Mm -hmm. Like, mind the business that pays you and puts fucking money in your pocket. If it's not putting money in your pocket, why are you sniffing in places where it don't fucking belong? Yep. Yep. I mean... I'm putting my nose in other men's asses, and well, I. Well, you're welcome to. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and he enjoys it. He enjoys and I it. enjoy it. I yeah, got paid do. for it like long ago. Yeah, back in my long escorting ago. days, many, many moons ago. Many, many moons ago. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> so put money in your pocket. Exactly. That's exactly right. I was putting my nose in men's asses to put money in my pocket. In my pocket. Gotta get paid. And they did, honey, because you're like, all right, I'm going to do this. But no, I think astrology does give a wonderful opportunity for people to accept and understand other people's differences. And I really believe, again, the queer community can do a little bit more in putting that into practice and not just paying lip service to it. Mm -hmm. Has astrology always been like that, though? Like, what can you give us a little bit of a background history? I'm probably going to say no, only because... A lot of astrology that's in the mainstream and even sometimes in like the more kind of specialized uh, fields within astrology are built on what relational psychodynamics calls uncertainty reduction theory. Take notes, people. Okay, so in uncertainty reduction to, theory, got it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in, a, in an effort to get along better with other people and or situate where there are stronger relational affinities. It has been built off the premise that uncertainty breeds contempt, disconnection and alienation in relationships. And while we have living proof of polarized states, polarized relationships, right? Self-sorting, ideological echo chambers, common enemy intimacy. Those are things of this world. Spirituality and astrology takes a different lens if approached from the vantage point of contradiction, opposition, and polarity are the fundamental forms of relating and absolutely that which we need to leverage to have sophisticated relationships. Contradiction is the basis of chemistry. Opposition is the basis of attraction. So if we see this orientation as a lens that we can approach with astrology, then we could say, oh, of course, Tim, you as an Aquarius would be attracted to this person who maybe you have a square dynamic with or um, an oppositional relationship with. But it's not a problem that you're so different. It is a polarity energy that has to be leveraged. Mm-hmm. So, because there are still astrology books published today that posit certain relational Compat- uh, combinations in astrology as more or less compatible. And God bless, if you're looking with that lens of uncertainty reduction, sure. I have never, will I ever ascribe to that belief. 
And I'm certainly not going to put that in writing so that other people think that relationships are that simplistic and B, that there is something wrong if people are different than you because it's not true. Mm, yeah, because it's like, it can't just boil it down to, I don't know, you're a water sign and I'm a fire sign and we're not exactly. going to match. Exactly, Tim. And that's what you see. You know, that's why the trine match in astrology is only like we have a trine match because we're both air signs. Mm -hmm. So naturally, we know how to talk to each other. Absolutely. We're all, and you know it. You did know you, it. Did we're you only hear 15 this minutes bit in. from down the block? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. Mm -hmm. She was running her fucking mouth, probably a Capricorn. She was running her goddamn mouth. <laughs> right. Here gums flapping. End of discussion. Why am I listening to you talk, hon? Shut up. <laughs> anyway. But no, so we have the tri-match. So we could right? And yeah, it's an affinity, right? And also with other elements, and because it's of the same element, we're both air signs. And typically that's how people would relegate uh, compatibility, especially sextile, like complementary elements. But I don't know. I think many of us have seen successful relationships that don't abide by that methodological framework. And I am a student of relational dialectic theory. And as it's being recorded, it's a Libra moon. So it posits that contradiction, opposition, and dialectic tension are fundamental forms of successful relationships. So let's not enroll into any other discourse that thinks that relationships should be effortless. They're effortful. And that so much work, Ugh. so much work, so much work. So if we just approach them with that right analysis, and then that vision creates a different level of behavior, I think we could leverage with other people's differences and not take it so personally. But I'm going to take it personally, though, Colin. Go ahead. Which, attack. One, which one dry do you can? Pisces moon. <laughs> no, just kidding. Is that Pisces moon truly? It's truly that Pisces moon that's being like, shield yourself from anything that's going to hurt you. I know. Well, and how about we say uh, here together that we are not entitled to uh, comfort. We're only entitled to security. Ooh. You know? And so... I think where your Pisces energy is getting uh, self-protective, which is a beautiful thing, is just helping you understand the, the difference between legitimate danger and discomfort and how the presence of fear is not always that that means we need to avoid something. It might just mean we need to regulate our emotions through the presence of discomfort, anticipatory grief, or anticipatory risk, rejection, and loss. Oh my god, you're truly like parroting what my therapist says because I like I, I have this really like innate fear of pain and yes. suffering. I'm yes. just like scared of it in any form, shape whatsoever, yeah. like whether it's emotional or physical. So yeah. I tend to like, you know, distance myself from anything that could potential potentially cause me pain or hurt including relationships and i'm a sex educator hello hi the irony have no, you met me mm -hmm. and you know what isn't it so true i just read this somewhere that like through our work we work through our things together so you don't have to be a plus plus in the level of the personal before you show up on the level of the professional i think because you understand where people have complicated issues with this that actually is what makes you so much more worthy of this work. Oh, okay, that's yeah. so validating. Hundred oh, percent. And also, you know, no, this isn't about this. Is totally an end. You know, I think the seductive quality again of today's worldly culture is we are encouraged to separate ourselves from anything that would give us potential pain, discomfort, and heartbreak. But what Dr. Renee Brown's work teaches us is that you cannot selectively numb emotion. 
and think that you will back into the good emotion. We're either here for all of it or we don't experience any of it. Oh, yeah. And I don't want to speak in such binary language, but that is what it comes down to. If we selectively numb discomfort, anger, judgment, shame, guilt, remorse, pain, then we will not have the intellectual and emotional infrastructure to experience joy, connection, love, creativity, vulnerability, intimacy. Right. Because you got to enjoy, not well, not necessarily enjoy, but experience the entire humanity. Correct. Sphere, Emotional that, continuum. That, uh, 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 gross. Uh, right. <laughs> Says the Aquarius uh, sign. I know. Emotions. I know. Ah. Uh, gross. <laughs> you know, uh, feelings, intimacy. Bye. Keep it. Muted. No. Right. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I can't. See, here's the thing. Because it's like, I am a man of science and logic and reasoning make sense to me. That is my comfort Correct. level. Yeah. So when it comes to anything like esoteric and holistic, such as astrology, my gut reaction is, ugh. Which is so Aquarius of me. And that sentence wow. alone is already a pretty hypocrite thing, right? So right. No, it's it's <laughs> contradicting, which I love. Continue. That's what I mean. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it there are sides of me where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're just like that because you're this side or whatever. And mm-hmm. then there's that other side of me that immediately comes in and says, um, you're really going to blame that person's toxic behavior based on the stars. Oh, so, yeah. so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I vacillate between that's the two, okay. Right? And I actually think that's great because what it speaks to is the fact that you have the courage to rethink and that you don't engage in what's called foolish consistency. Like, Oh, well, just because I said this yesterday, just because I know this to be true now, I'm going to keep on believing it. No, you are able to rethink and reframe and reconsider. I think that's a really beautiful thing. And I think a healthy amount of skepticism to so much material is, I think, a function of critical analysis. Ooh, yes. Which is such an yeah. aqua thing. Uh, totally. And I don't think that with Aquarians, it's, I don't think that you are doing that for the sake of the rebel without a cause. I think that you have the audacity to interrogate certain truisms and just say, wait a minute, let me make sure that your work cited is clear. Let me make sure that you've gotten information from multiple sources. Yes. Let me ask, where did you get to this assumption? Have you considered the disadvantages of your argument? I would love it if it was peer-reviewed. Thank you. Okay, by not people who are a part of the same ideological echo chamber as you, thank you very much. Thank you. But who actively disagree with you and encourage more advanced thought. So I love to go head-to-head with my Aquarians because I love a good, have you thought of this? Did you consider that? I'm like, no, I didn't. Thank you very much. Right? You know? We just we just like encourage so. and stimulate and arouse thought. 100%. Critical and thinking. often through provocative, disruptive lines of questions that force people to give up their false attachment to certainty and control. Which has gotten me into a lot of trouble in my past relationships. Thank you very much. I'm um, sure it has. Uh, do you want to say anything about that? Yes, or do you want to like pretend yeah, you didn't? So, okay. um, literally, my first boyfriend was like, I love you. And then I said, are you sure? Um, <laughs> oh my God. No, I love it. What was, what was his son sign? Uh, he was February 6th, so that's also Aquarius. A- also Aquarius. Yeah, but, like, I don't know what his other things were, but that's it was, so like, funny. an aqua-to-aqua oh aqua kind of thing, and yes. I think I was more leaning into my aqua stronger than he was, right? 
Probably, so, probably. Yeah, I was just. But like, we love it. We love are it. you sure about that? <laughs> Have you had that peer reviewed? No. I'm just <laughs> I would like you to cite your sources. How, what is it about me that you love me, or do mm-hmm. you love the idea of me? Um, and I want it in an academic journal format, please. Yes. Um, I want the key concepts on the right. I would like your abstract on the left, and no shorter than six pages. Yeah. Thank and you I want so footnotes. Much. I want footnotes. Thank you. Thank Double you. space, okay. twelve point times New Roman. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is, we met when I was in college, so uh, oh. he was fully like writing his paper at the time, and I was ready to be like, "I, I want you to write your paper on why you love me, <laughs> me, because you have no reason to." So uh, convince me otherwise. Oh, well, wait, let's ask that question. Do you think that love always needs reasoning? Ooh, oh, God. Just some small light talk on a casual yeah, right? Thursday. Oh, God. Does, Does love, love need, need re- reasoning? I mean, see, here's where it becomes like, first of all, what is love? Is love an emotion or is love a chemical thing? See, this is where my brain goes. Let, but let it go there. Let it go there. Let's hear your inner thought process. Right? So for me, if you ask me, um, does love need reasoning? I'm going to say love, first of all, love, I think, is just a chemical that forces us to mate, to bond, to mm. make children if you're keen to mm. do so. And that's all it is. It's just a chemical reaction that's happening in your brain. Okay. And then right now, the next thought that's coming up is my emotional thought, where it's going, wait, love doesn't need reason. Love is great. Love is part of the human experience. Love is just something that you feel that doesn't really need any explanation because love just happens. And love like takes many shapes and forms, like loving yeah. your family, loving your Absolutely. pets, loving Absolutely. your lover. So you see where my brain is like fighting great. these two things. It's just like, <laughs> welcome to my head. Well, thank you. I'm glad I got to be in your head. And secondly, is what I have any say, good? Oh, beautiful, beautiful baby. Is my head any good? I knew it was going to go It was the best I ever had. Leave it to an air sign. Using his mouth like his life depends on it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I love it. And I also love that we're air signs like talking about serious shit, but then we introduce some levity. Like bitches right? need this level of range that we're giving. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of one-trick Please. ponies out there. Every okay. time I've ever had sex with a Gemini, I never know which version of them I'm going to get. So it's But you're down for both, I bet. Down for both. I'm Thank down, you. I'm down for and all. the third. I'm down, <laughs> down for, for all. all baby. Come on. Okay, come on now. Give me give me that new sign, the thing that Office, they added. A few yeah, kids that, or something? which is totally fake, by the way. Oh, Anybody okay. who's listening, you're still your sun sign. NASA made a mistake. Okay. <laughs> but no, what I'll just say is that no, I think you're right in that like the the competing dialectic thinking again actually suggests him that critical analysis is a function of a person's ability to hold competing ideas and not choose one or the other as more valid. So when researchers are measuring a person's social intelligence, or I should just say intelligence period, it is on the ability to hold A and B, not A or B. And I think that's great, you know, and, and how you hold these competing ideas is a beautiful thing. In fact, I just learned this and I may butcher it, but I don't think I'm gonna because I it moved me so much and it's so air sign. So I actually have the book in front of me. So it's Think Again. We love a book. It's Think Again by Adam Grant. He's an organizational psychologist. And even though he threw astrology under the bus a few times, (laughs) I still appreciate his work. And I'm going to have to sit him down and talk to him about that. Oh, my God. But he talked about how the, the two people who invented the airplane, the Wright brothers, I think were their names, that they were constantly struggling over how to invent propellers. 
and mm. like how to actually keep something flying. But it was only until they realized that one propeller needs to rotate in a clockwise direction and another needs to rotate in a counterclockwise direction, which is what holds the uh, plane's ability to fly. And the reason why they kept crashing is because they were both spinning in the same direction. Oh, shit. You see what I'm saying? So, oh, like, shit. to go counter and clockwise is only how things fly. Ooh. Like the law of opposites, the polarities again. Opposites yeah. attract, they balance each other out, yin exactly. and yang. Exactly, Ooh. exactly. And I just made the yin and yang my uh, thumbnail picture on my MacBook when I log in. So I was like, I need to, I need a symbol of polarity piece. And it was right there. But yeah. And so anytime we make that an issue, when it's really a strength, we got to stop ourselves. Ooh, yes. My symbol yeah. is a big penis right behind me, if you can see that. That is correct. Huge. Yes, who has a beautiful smile. And <laughs> he's very coy. He's like, come and hug me. It me. is a body pillow. Um, it is so comfortable. Where did you get that? I, know, I saw it I, right away. Yeah, I, I have got so many Etsy. questions. Got, I okay. got it from Etsy. Buy yourself one. It is so soft. It is so beautiful. I love it. I oh, absolutely love it. And yeah, they just look like they're chilling and living their best life. But anyway, that... That's and today's a Libra moon, and I knew we were going to have a Libra ruled conversation about this. So. Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, baby. So you you brought that up. I want to rewind a little bit back into sure, sure. the one on one aspect of this episode, which is um, terms. So, like you yeah. said, moon. So, uh, I yes. was wondering if you could clarify for us uh, the meaning of like elements, like mm, water, earth, question. fire, air, houses, ruling planets, and the modalities. Oh, okay. Yes. So I'm going to start with elements and then make sure that I didn't miss anything. Okay. Sure. So there are four elements in the chart, right? And, and in astrology, and they are fire, earth, mm -hmm. air, water. That's just the order of Aries through Cancer. But what's beautiful is that they can, they change every time. So it's not fire. And if I recall correctly, it's Aries, Sagittarius, and Leo are fire beautiful yeah how about earth good job baby how about earth, earth which ones are the three earth ones? is taurus virgo and capricorn excuse the fuck out of me how about air air is aquarius libra and gemini thank you so much and then water water is cancer pisces and scorpio a plus plus yes okay, do i I'm still so get to sleep with a teacher you can sleep with me and everybody else. Yes, yeah. who's a part of the astrological yes. organization. Okay. Because <laughs> we're like, way to go. Now I'm going to take off my pants. Mm -hmm. So, make our own little especially when, they, especially when it's an air sign teacher, they're like, wow, they're so smart. They're I so smart. You. I want to fuck so them. Smart. Right. I do. I can't help it. I can never be a really teacher. Really quickly, it would be hard. It would be hard. Literally hard. Literally, while I'm with other students, I know, mm -hmm. but we're gonna. I don't think I think I'd be respect Capricorn moon boundaries, but I would be so in my I your Gemini's would be like, No, politics so smart. I know, oh, stay behind the desk. Okay, <laughs> so what you said about the elements, right, is that you classify them beautifully, and so I actually believe that fire is the somatic psychology of fire of, of human emotions. Somatic, so, okay, right. So we feel feelings in the body, fire signs know that beautifully, right, and they let their instincts take them to beautiful places. I believe that the earth signs are behavioral responders. So after something externally has happened and a stimulus has occurred, they know that there's, there's a space between a stimulus and response that is really the source of their highest level of freedom, regulation, and, and responsibility. So it's the space between stimulus and response. That's Viktor Frankl's idea in his book, Man's Search for Meaning. Do you have something to say about that? Uh, no, I'm just absorbing. Like, oh, I, I didn't know if you... 
Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm literally just absorbing, and that's why I'm so quiet. I'm just like, wow, he's so Listen. hot and intelligent. Shut up! Oh my god. And then air would be the linguistic response of the behavioral cognition and, and understanding, right? So air, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, you know, people like to say that these are the zodiac signs that keep things light and superficial, but they're not. They're the zodiac signs that demand critical analysis and what's called in uh, real psychological literature, emotional granularity. So it's the idea of the greater amount of emotions you can name, the more close you are to a wholehearted, rich and full meaningful life. Most of us can only name three emotions, the sad, glad, mad trifecta. Air signs say, can you name 55? Because <laughs> we want core emotions. We want you to get specific and clear because your proximity to emotional specificity is what determines your level of emotional health. That's so going to be the sequel thinking... to Inside Out, the Disney movie. Oh, is it? Oh, that, right. There are only that three. Be. There are yeah. only three. Well, no, in Inside Out, there were five, but we're going to go oh, to 55. Were. Excuse me. Five, five. Yeah. So we'll think about that. We'll talk to Pixar and Disney. <laughs> and then last but not least, the water signs are the subjective emotional experience. So they give themselves permission, theoretically, to experience and feel human emotion at the realm of because I'm doing so, that's what really qualifies my aliveness. And because I'm all here for the human emotion, not just the good or the bad, I'm here for all of it. So that's the way I look at how the elements are all responsible for your human emotion, not just water signs. That's why I get very like, ugh. Yeah, water signs people, get like the worst reputation for being They like, do. Emotional. And they also get the highest level of responsibility, which is like, bitch, they didn't ask for that. And B, what about the other zodiac signs? The nine of them, they're just sociopaths. <laughs> I can tell you yeah. how many toxic air signs and earth signs and fire right. signs there are too. Who are all responding fall. from emotion, right? So, and even air, like Aquarius, when they're like, Aquarius is emotionally detached. It's like, they're not. They are just mastering emotional cognition and emotional, in like, experience Thank awareness you. you might want to try it sometime okay so those are the elements and then we wanted to talk about modalities i love the modalities so they are cardinal fixed and mutable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you know I the did four not know cardinal that. signs i yeah, do not you... oh no this is my... don't worry no you don't fail you don't <laughs> fail it's where you graduate yeah. baby this is your Ooh. next curriculum okay astrology 201 so, right now we just did the one-on-one with the elements so i love this area of astrology because the cardinal signs are libra aries cancer and capricorn Got it. And they are all born in a month where a season begins. So regardless oh. of what hemisphere, right? Like, uh, for example, our next cardinal sign season, the northern hemisphere, well, in all, it's 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 uh, it's Libra, but it initiates autumn. It's the autumn equinox. So equinoxes and solstices initiate new seasons, and all cardinal signs are a freedom from the past. Leaders. Rule breakers, disruptors, they have to carve their own path. They need to safeguard and protect their autonomy. And they need to be very specific about who they're being, not just what they're doing. Makes sense. That tracks. And those tracks. are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. They're very leadery. Like, oh. They take the lead. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And especially if they've earned it and if they're holding space for the brilliance of other people in the process of that leadership through grounded confidence, through strengths assessments, etc. I wouldn't want anybody else in charge. Absolutely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. You want a cardinal to be your leader. 100%. A regulated one. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then we have the fixed signs who are born right after cardinal. And they are Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius. Yeah. Okay. 
So they represent the, the, the highest level, the most specialized form of whatever element they are associated with, right? Because they were born right after the cardinal sign. And I think it's especially important for fixed signs to look for, search, experiment, and commit to processes and methods that get them to the outcomes they want to be. They trust processes. They don't trust people. Right? <laughs> or I should say, they do eventually. Read me the film. <laughs> you know, and God bless. You know, they're all about processes, methods, systems, and techniques. Um, in another book that I just read this summer by James Clear, Atomic Habits, he says, you don't rise to the level of your goals. You fail to the level of your most broken systems. Ooh. Ooh. And fixed signs are systems people, right? And especially like thinking about it in terms of when there's serious concern, we don't necessarily need to trust that people will be courageous, but we do trust systems that can inspire courage. That's all true. fixed signs, all mm. fixed signs. And then last but not least, we have the mutables mm. and they are Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. So they are all born while a season's in transition. I always say that mutable signs are buy one, get one free uh, because you really, <laughs> that's what happens. Okay. Uh, two for the price of one. And they are, I gotta be honest with you, like, you know, not to bring up turfy J.K. Rowling, but Ugh. if, 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 if astrology was like situated in four houses, like four houses of Hogwarts, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Or, but in, in this case, it would be three. I would absolutely belong to the mutable house. I love True. them. They're collaborative. They're funny. They very loyal friends. They don't take themselves too seriously. They take life very seriously. Do you know? They're, just, um, they're I, a blast. Sorry to interrupt you, but like. No, please. I just want to put a comment in here that whenever I speak to another Harry Potter fanatic, I'm always like, I'm a Ravenclaw in the streets and a Slytherin in the streets. Slytherin in the streets. <laughs> I love it. I'm probably a Slytherin in both. Okay. The streets and in the sheets. Oh you my God. Now I really got to get myself it. to Brooklyn and see if you walk your talk there. Cool. Oh, you'll fucking find out. Okay. <laughs> you'll fucking find out. It's a good thing I'm versatile. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. <laughs> You should have saw me at JFK yes the other day when I landed. I was like, these bitches are so fucking forget it. I was already Ooh. fighting. I had just left California and I brought the New York the New me. York energy with you. Because well, everyone in California is like, oh my God, I love kale. <laughs> kale. Well, they, it could, I they love might it have impressed. They were it wasn't even California. Did you hear about this JFK? juice cleanse? <laughs> I know, my God. They are all about their personal development, and I appreciate that so much. I do. But when I came to JFK and people were just acting a fool and not paying attention, which I really think is the primary kind of cost of admission when you get to New York is like <laughs> self-awareness. There's a lot of people around you. Don't walk backwards. Look at your place in line. Shut the fuck up if you're too loud on your phone or I'll, I'll smack it right out of your hand. <laughs> You've lost your phone privileges, baby. Honestly, okay, so anyway. When I landed in JFK, the strong scent of urine just like yes, hits me yes yes i was like this is home this, this is <laughs> i love a golden shower i love an airport that i love a golden like shower right that's yeah. jfk for you baby that's jfk i know i wonder those if, are the... <laughs> like there's a bukkake version of it <laughs> probably a laguardia yeah laguardia <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, JFK is a little bit more elevated. Or I, I, I want to throw my Jersey bitches under the bus and say it's Newark, but I love New Jersey. I'm not going to make fun of them. I think Can they're I sweet. Comment real quick on New York sure. kindness because New oh, Yorkers, yes. New Yorkers are some of the kindest people, but Aww. they. 
uh, they know the difference between being kind and being nice. And that is my favorite thing. So, like, there was this one time I was on the A train, Mm. I believe, and um, this woman was just, like, coughing, like, hack coughing. This is before COVID. She was like, like that, just, like, couldn't clear out her throat or something. So this other lady goes next to her, gets, like, a box of tissues and throws it at her, and she says, stop it. (laughs) What does the lady do? She oh just like threw tissues and said, "Stop it!" And, and then got the off her stop. Had... She got off her stop, and then that, and that was, was it. it. And then the la- what did the... the lady who had the tissues do? She was just like, "Thank you." <laughs> I Started love using it. it. Yeah, it was so funny. I'm like, that is New York kindness. I don't need to be nice to you. Here's just an act of kindness, though. For real, I don't need to be nice to you because guess the fuck what? You're making your sickness everybody else's problem. Yep. Where have you been? Yeah. So now you're gonna get the fucking Wear your fucking mask. You. Wear your fucking mask. What are you mask? doing? And fucking mm. stop it. So here you go. So no, that's true. And I think that's again, you know, these are all functions of when you grow up in a city or you live in a city where there are hundreds of people on top of you all the time, which is exhausting. And it's also a rapid fire accelerator of one's social competence and relational skills. Mm. And if you're not with it and knowing left, right, top, and bottom, someone's over here, someone's over there, move over there. The Subway's coming over here. Walk to the right. People coming to the left. Like you will get, you're just going to get a lot of attitude. And that's what I love about this thing. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. Hello, all my little sluts. It's me, Mama Slut. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just wanted to hop on here real quick to let you in on a sexy little deal. Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me. 25% off. And cherry on top. Free shipping, oh my god. (laughs) I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me, and girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there, and I'm on the train. I'm just like, "Uh, uh, uh, thank you, Dale. That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. (laughs) Hey, you disgusting pervs. We all like sex toys, right? Nipple clamps, vibrators, masturbators, oh my. Good For Her has one of the best selection of sex toys, learning resources, online workshops, and gender expression materials you can't find anywhere else. Go to goodforher.com and use code SEXEDWITHTIM10 for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. That's G-O-O-D-F-O-R-H-E-R.com and the code S-E-X-E-D-W-I-T-H-T-I-M-1-0 at checkout for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. And they ship worldwide. 
trans-inclusive, feminist, and pleasure-focused, Good For Her has been doing the Lord's work since 1997, bringing you everything you need to get that, uh, uh, uh. The show is about to begin. Yes. Okay, so we covered that. So real quick, now we just got to go over the houses. Yes. Oh, I almost so, forgot where we are. <laughs> I know, I know. I think I'm doing it. Houses yeah, one, th- and you wanted to know about rulerships too. Okay. Yes, there we go. Actually, I'll do. I'll do rulerships because, like, that's it probably the next the level yeah, yeah. of chronological sure. difficulty. Yeah. So every zodiac sign is ruled by a planet or a luminary, right? So for your example, because you're a Pisces rising, that means Neptune is the ruler of your astrology, and on a twofold approach. The astrologer who's giving you the reading would want to heavily examine your Neptune sign, the, ne- the aspects Neptune might be making to other planets, uh, what house set it's in to paint a clear picture of your planetary ruler's assignment. Mm, okay. Okay. Right? Because each planet then, has its own quality that kind of dictates. Absolutely. Specific and thing. also where what zodiac sign it's in says a lot, right? I'm pretty sure your Neptune is in Capricorn. So that would then say that your spiritual practice and your creative endeavors need to be rooted in a disciplined, responsible, methodical practice. It's structure amazing how you remembered my Neptune was in Capricorn after like five seconds of looking at my chart I'm just... uh, it's it's really not a skill it's just that i think you were born in 1993 yes that's right right and i knew that neptune was in capricorn okay wow girl yeah. this memory is such a turn on gemini shit like we just look dumb but nothing gets past us <laughs> that's why me and virgos are like this because we're like girl did you clock that she's like from yeah. outer space i was like what does that mean they're dead to us the what dead. do you want for lunch <laughs> I love my Virgos. My two bestest friends, my rider dies, are both cancer. Oh, yeah. And you have a Mars in Cancer. So yeah, that makes sense I think too. I think that's where we like really go like hard for each other. Right? No, that's Cancer. Yeah, they mm-hmm. are. They love so deeply. So yeah, your Neptune and Capricorn would say that actually one of the greatest pathways to creative and spiritual freedom, Tim, would be rooted in a grounded spiritual practice and how structure is the path to your highest level of freedom. Uh, and then every other zodiac sign is over that planet, right? So, or, or a planet. And also, go ahead. Did astrologers lose their shit when Pluto lost its planetary status? Or like... I mean, we're constantly losing our shit over I don't even <laughs> fucking know what. We're I always out of our fucking mind. They are. And I'm like, you all need a collective time to fuck out and get off Twitter. <laughs> Seriously, you all sound like the media industrial complex at this point. Will you fucking be quiet? Anyway, Ugh, talk Marxist not all to of me, them. baby. <laughs> sorry, sorry, not all of them, not all of them, but some of them. I'm just like, take a chill pill. No, so we didn't freak out. We were still using it in our astrology. Okay, I'm still okay. using it. Um, but no, so you'd have to figure out like your favorite planetary ruler because certain schools of astrological thought posit actually Jupiter's rule in Pisces. I'm more of a modern evolutionary astrologer, so I do think Neptune is a planetary ruler, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then for the houses of the chart, there are 12 houses in astrology. Each house is ruled by a sign, which is a helpful front door to understanding the whole location of the house. It's not necessarily the most critically analytical progress, but I'm just going to say it. Like, if you want to know more about your third house, cross-reference, well, what's the third sign in the zodiac? Gemini. So Gemini then tells me how the third house is the environment of my communication. Yes. And a whole lot fucking more. 
but it is a definite way in. Like Pisces um, is the 12th sign, so it rules the 12th. Aquarius, 11th. And when you know the overall content of those zodiac signs, you'll have a front door. You won't have a whole map of the house, but you'll walk it. Walk the front door. Yeah. Come into my back door. Um, right. <laughs> I hope that would more be the fifth house. No, I'm just kidding. Fifth base. Um, okay, okay. You are funny. You are sharp as attack. Sharp um, as attack. My, my, just like my teeth. These little five thousand dollar incisors here. Mm. Are they? They look amazing, though. Thank They're you. worth every penny. You look good. They're worth every penny, and it they makes for good head. It makes for good head. D- does it? Yeah. Okay. I'll have yeah. to ask you about that. I'll have to I mean, I'm that. gonna go to New York and give you the best blowjob of your life. <laughs> I'm definitely going to. I love it. I love it. This is good for me because I can definitely be very Capricorn Moon. Like I am working. <laughs> you know, but you don't I don't have like to work you're... in front of me, baby. You don't. No, or I'll work it. But you're just like getting work me all it. ridiculous, and that's so funny. I need this air sign. I love it. Go ahead. Yeah, we've been having such a rough day. It's just nice to kiki with a fellow, you know, queer, and just like, yes, be flirty yeah. and, and like ridiculous, ridiculous. Have a little bit of sexual tension overlaid on top of smart, intelligent talk. Come on, that's true, and that's Pisces, Gemini. Can I just tell you? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Is that the the connection between the two? Oh yeah, because Pisces and Gemini are in a square dynamic. So like Pisces is all about like the things that are hidden and like making the implicit really explicit and Gemini is like eating it all up. It's like what else? Tell me more. Oh my gosh. Oh, what are okay. you discovering? Yeah, so there's a really funny square match between Gemini and Pisces because Pisces is the nonverbal and right. Gemini is the verbal. So when they right. come together, they'll just say everything. Thank you for segueing me into my next question, which is how do we use astrology to like date, to have sex? Excellent question. Well, again, I take the premise because that's all astrologers are working with is a set of ideas and premises. If that is the plural term, I'll have to look at that later. But I take the premise that every single zodiac sign is compatible with every single zodiac sign. So if you leave with that orientation, Oh, a hundred fucking percent. Oh. Because I'm going to get really woo with you, but I feel like we can do this. We can get woo woo. I honestly believe that there is a higher power, call it central casting, that assigns us to each other. Mm. So Tim, meet them. Colin, meet her, him, whoever, right? And central casting assigns us to each other by whom we have a maximum opportunity for soul growth. And real relational and soulful education. So if we take the premise that we are assigned to people for a a reason and for an education that's way bigger than us, then we can use astrology in that context, in that relational environment to ask, how am I learning greater love given and received? How am I learning the active, authentic self-disclosure? How am I understanding that my vulnerabilities will clash against Tim's proclivities right? And where you have liabilities in thinking, they will clash against my legitimacies in thinking. And when we are leveraging that carefully with the understanding that we were assigned to each other for love, joy, and peace, I believe astrology can be Or sex. Uh, That is, well, that's love and joy. You kidding me? I mean... My Mars in Cancer? Forget it. um, I just have sex without the love and the joy. (laughs) Right. You could too. My Mars in Cancer is like a, a little bit more dainty. 
a little okay. pillow princess. And then, oh, well, it depends. It depends. It depends. <laughs> but no, you could look at it from that quality of like, well, let me have astrology as a vocabulary tool to understand. Oh, so Tim, double Pisces, Aquarius, Sun. I got a lot of questions for you about that. And I would just, it's we would learn so much from each other because every zodiac sign is different from the other. So. That's that would be my quick answer. Yeah. But and then, yeah, you can learn like, oh, so the fire signs, maybe they appreciate more of like physical foreplay or more of a, a kind of a sensory experience, whereas Earth is all about the environmental experience. Right. Mm. They want the lighting, the material, the smell. They're all about that air. Talk to me, baby. Right. I do I love Earth. Right They're very grounded people. Without a doubt. And because I'm a Capricorn stellium, the earth sign bitches in my life are just <laughs> the most miraculous. I love them beyond limit. And then for water, it's like, can we engage in authentic emotional self-disclosure together? Oh, So, yeah, Aww. I think that's what they want. It's just like, can you tell me what you're feeling? Tell me the story of your heart so I know that I can share that with you too. Okay. Now, my next question is, which sign is most likely to be a cum dump? Libra. No. <laughs> they are going to get so bad on the probably go, it's true. Well, it's true. It's true. I mean, it's no life detected. Mm -hmm. Libra. I always throw them under their bus. They're going to be like, will you stop? <laughs> well, I love it. I guess like the more um, real question behind that joke is like, are there specific signs that have, you know, um, I guess love language or like the way they date that we need to look out for when it comes to our own sign? Because I know like we, we shouldn't be like, you know, um, putting things in a binary that like this sign is most compatible with that sign. You know, because that's like bullshit because I want to fuck all the signs, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Me, too. And let me know when you get there. I think you might beat me because your Aquarius sun is getting a ton of amazing transits more than me. I'm in the four digits club right now, Colin. Nice. Okay. okay then you definitely I think you've done the 12. So do you, I've done you'd all have 12. To get, oh, you'd have to give yeah. me like a sign by sign. I will. Okay. I will. Yeah. Right. When I, we'll when, right I when I come over to New York or you come to Canada and we have the best sex of our life. Sure. Afterwards, you'll be like, guess what? Guess what? I'll, I'll make you fill out a survey and then have you peer review your survey. Oh, my God. This is so funny. <laughs> no. So in relationship to how you can use astrology to like understand yourself and other people, yeah, it's absolutely a lens for authentic and accurate self-acceptance. You know, because, my God, what do we need the most in sexual experiences? I would argue specific, thoughtful, and accurate communication. Would Preach. you agree or disagree? Because uh, you're the educator. Agree, agree. Okay. I'm an educator, but I never said I was a good one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> good point. No, I'm just kidding. But no, and so astrology could be that space. Like, I love that I have a foundation so that if and when I am dating, I could be very clear about my emotional requests, what turns me on, what turns me off, uh, what I like to see, what I don't want to see. And I think astrology is one of many systems of vocabulary for those answers um and right. why not i think people really need and deserve that right now right. but if i feel like it would be so weird to go on a date and be like what's your sign and it's just like um are you really one of those people you know you I know mean? i know i feel like that has only happened to me like two percent of the time oh good like yeah milk yeah <laughs> two percent milk which is my favorite actually because mm -hmm. i can't body do good, whole... honey. it does but i can't do whole i can't do skim so that's mm. why i'm like 
happy Gemini metal. shit. Yeah, happy, happy metal. metal, 2%. Um, but no, I haven't felt that, but I, uh, I've seen from others who are on the apps that they'll say in the headlines, no astrology queers. And I'm like... <laughs> no astrology queers. Right. I'm like, you're... I, I, I'm not, is that I'm, like a new thing from like Twink and Otter and Bear astrology I, queer? Well, it might be, and I better be the Grand Dame. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to be pissed <laughs> if I'm not. I'm going to be pissed. I mean, so anyway. you're basically the goddess herself, Colin. <laughs> Come through with the astrology. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm undeserving. Mama. I'm undeserving, but oh, shut up, girl! You are so deserving of every single title, every single grace that comes your way. Take I just that want the compliment. sash. The Thank sash? you. I just want the sash and the crown. Like a, the miscongeniality, like exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of New Jersey, I can quote that movie all day. So, <laughs> what's but the perfect gonna... date? April 22nd, right? It's not too cold. It's not too hot. All you need is a light jacket. (laughs) You know what my favorite one is? When she she yells Jesus Christ at the breakfast and she goes, I had a bite of my bagel and I forgot to pray. Jesus, God, thank you so much for this beautiful breakfast. For this bagel and shmia. I know, I know. And everyone like, Oh my uh, god. I love Sandy B. What's her sign? Leo, Gemini um, Moon, and I think a Sag Rising. I love how you knew that right uh, away. <laughs> because that movie, like because I was 10 or 11 when that came out, was like such a rite of passage for me. I right, wanted right. to be I wanted to be in pageants afterwards. <laughs> Which is gay. such a gay Gemini gay. thing for you I to know. do. <laughs> oh my god, I wanted it so bad. I was like, that's so cool. It's so fun. And I just loved the uh, because you know what I've always loved? I I've, I've loved spaces that were accommodating to self-definition or um, aesthetic presentation, like pageants, like fashion shows, mm. um, runway pre- presentations. And like that's why the ballroom community has done that so beautifully. Yes. It's the space for self-definition and collective aesthetic self-definition and the embodiment of that. I always found those environments really intriguing. And I think astrology is one of them too. Yes. Oh, my God. We're all just on the runway. Like I'm a Gemini. I'm a Capricorn. High five on the way down. Pose for the cameras. Turn around. Exit runway right. Like, and Shantae, you stay, baby. That's Shantae. it. That's it. Mm. That's it. Oh my god, so I love weird. that. So, um, just want to like before we wrap up the hour because um, this is so Which fun. Which I don't want to do. I don't want to do it either. I don't, don't want to wrap it. up anything. I never wrap up anything. <laughs> I am really going to re-listen to this and just die every time. <laughs> I hope you enjoy this, this as much the as wits. I have. The um, wits. So, like, I guess this is more of, like, a personal thing, and it might be biased, might not be. But how accurate do you think astrology is? Like, you Great know, question. you know, like, the naysayers who are like, that's just the sun in relation to where and when you were born. It can't possibly define your entire personality. So... Where does astrology fit into, like, you know, our lived experience as humans? Boom. Well, you said it. I don't actually believe that the best determiner or arbiter of that conversation is, do you believe in that? Is that accurate? No. I think that the single greatest arbiter or mediator of this conversation is lived experience. Mm. And I tell people all the time, I actually don't believe in astrology. I experience astrology. Those are two very different things. That's a very Chani Nicholas thing of you to say. You know what I'm saying? And mm. like, I can't give oh, Canadian. 
Yeah. I can't give you my experience. I encourage your healthy skepticism, but here's what I can say for sure, is that when I apply what astrology teaches me, my life works. So I'm pretty convinced, my life experience confirms that I'd love for you to tell me it doesn't, and I'll tell you, you might want to try it sometime. Mm, right, right. Because it. it's just a personal choice. Like you can believe in Christianity, in Buddhism. Yes. Some people believe in astrology. Right, well, thing. and I, it's your own thing, but I think where we could go to have a really distinct and nuanced conversation on spirituality is belief bit in and of it by itself, Tim, is ultimately meaningless because there are people who claim to believe in a loving God. And what do they do in the name of that loving God? Huh? Girl, the comments in my socials, nothing is more hateful than Christian love. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I know. And during Pride Month, you get mm -hmm. all those weird DMs from yeah. the, cons what do they call Like the... The converting people who still believe yeah, in that. It's like those what? weird converters. Have you heard the good news? Yeah, I literally just left this guy's house and he got a <laughs> six inch dick. That was the good news. Um I don't know what good news you're talking that. about. <laughs> but that's mine. Okay, it's blocked. No. But what we see there is that astrology, again, you know, we're looking at experience and I believe that when we apply it on the level of identity, on the level of relational circumstances and professional outcomes too your life will unfold so differently. And I think people are smart enough to ascertain who, again, walks their talk versus who likes to proselytize it at bars to look cool. Integrity and virtue, it outs itself when you walk in. That's an energy you carry. And that's why in recovery spaces, they say that it's about attraction, not promotion. Your work, your spiritual convictions and experience will attract people to you who you can say, hey, this is what it looks like in practice. This is what it don't. May not be for you. It may be. Let me know how it works out for you and let the quality of your lived experience and your results be the ultimate guru. <gasps> I held my breath that entire you time. Know? I just had like oh. an emotional orgasm right now. Like, <laughs> oh. You know? Uh, so that's what I would say to them. And I would say, hey, keeping your healthy skeptic, I don't claim to have a monopoly on truth. Mm -hmm. No one does. I, we, no one does. This just works for me. It may not work for you. But you know what? I hope you do find whatever it is that ought to give you peace, pleasure, joy, love, mercy, justice, all those things. And mind your fucking business if other people do things differently. Just a lot like fisting. You. I would love to, actually. So you're going to have to coach me on that. <laughs> I will. Especially I will give with, you a free of charge oh service. Hands oh, on. No, no. Hands pay on. <laughs> I'm it's, paying you for your Trust values. me, baby. It's not labor on my part. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. I do. I want to fist the Taurus so bad. Oh, yeah. They Is, make great bracelets. Do they? Yeah. Okay. They're great. Okay. Yeah. I might have to. Because fucking mm -hmm. Tauruses, I just want to... Punch mm. them a new hole. Mm. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Goddamn Tauruses. I know. Oh my God. I love them though. Oh, I'm going to tell the joke of they tore, it tore us apart. That is. <laughs> that was so stupid. No, bitch. That was so funny. Oh, thank I you. I loved it. Oh my God. I love I your nails, it. by the way. I just saw that. I, I was got a hoping manicure. you were going to peep it. I was hoping you were going to peep it. Okay. That is such egotistical Gemini of you being like, girl, look at my nails. Just wanted you to compliment. Died for the compliment. <laughs> I'm serving the hands right now. And like, I just, if I come back to JFK and my nails aren't done, all my aunts, all my sisters, all my cousins will be like, how dare you come over with those nail beds? How you know, dare you? Those fucking cuticles is disgusting. 
And they would. And it's they would disgusting. say, go right now. I know a package deal. 25th Manny Petty. Get out of my kitchen. Go on to Maria over at 25th and Broadway. <laughs> she don't do your Wait, real that's good. that's weird. I do go to an, a place on 8th and 25th and 26th. I don't know. I'm kind of just like listing random intersections of. I know, but you were warm. That's why I had to say warm. you like almost hit the G spot. Oh, yes. yes. Or, or in our now case, a nice little P spot in the back. <laughs> P spot. <sighs> Wait. Prostate, that's right. Yes. Why do I say G spot? I'm so sorry. I mean, the some P-spot. guys have a G spot, you know, like that's true. That's if true. They, if they so wish to call it the good spot, um, the good spot. I'm gonna call the, it the P spot. That the is spot. so the pleasure spot. Uh, I love learning right? from you. <laughs> Thank you so much, and I love learning from you. And oh. we're just two toxic queers, and we are yes. just living our best life. And we are speaking of toxicity, fun. Colin. Yes. Yes. Are you ready for this challenge? Because I'm ready. <laughs> in the grand tradition of Paris is burning, darling. <laughs> Filmed right here in New York City. The library is open. <laughs> Love it. I got my books right here. We're ready. Because reading is what? Fundamental. Very hard for me to do. Um, okay, so No. I doubt it. I can only be gay or smart. I can't be both. Um <laughs> I don't know what my excuse is. I'm not smart. <laughs> right. That's probably what it is. Definitely gay, though. So, Miss Colin, I yes, would honey. love you to go down the line from Aries to Pisces okay. and read your sisters to Phil Penny. Okay, okay, okay. You ready? Okay, Aries. Fucking sit still and slow down long enough to focus on what other people are saying. You are rude, belligerent, you interrupt, and you're annoying. So shut the fuck up and listen to other people when they talk to you. Aries, check. Okay? Checked. Taurus. I love them, but I'm going to tell them. You are so fucking defensive. Not every single goddamn remark about you is meant to be taken like worst case scenario. So please, for the love of Christ, take responsibility. Actually use the words, I apologize. Okay. And keep it the fuck moving. Keep it the fuck moving and don't do it again. They are so defensive and they need to lower the cortisol and up level the accountability. Clocked. Okay. Gemini. Next on the hit list. Mm. You bitches are way too beautiful for your own good. No. <laughs> <laughs> you shady bitch. You fucking <laughs> egotistical shady bitch. How fucking dare you on my show? That's no, okay. <laughs> I, I, I really do want to read a joke. No, just like, please, please, please demonstrate what proper communication looks like. If you bitches are sloppy and irresponsible with the words that you say, I'm deeply disappointed in you because they technically have a prodigious responsibility to teach communication and they can consistently be um, inconsistent, ungrounded, gone with the wind. They can talk way too much and lose people because over talking leads to under listening. Mm. Right. But I just want them to really be able to teach and practice communication thoughtfully. Absolutely. Oh, and now cancer. I'll go straight to them because I don't know if I could read my own. I probably couldn't. But how was that? Was that not read enough? That was such a good read. Keep going. Uh, On the edge. Oh, my God. All right. Don't get ready to bust yet. Okay. So cancer, you create what you defend against. 
Stop leaving your fucking house and apartment with the goddamn crab shell, the defensive armor, and being so surprised that other people are out to get you. You are creating the very situations that you're wanting to be released from. And they consistently create scenarios in their lives because they're proactively defensive. Okay? Uh, Taurus, Taurus isn't. They just get defensive when you call them out. Cancer wakes up with the crab shell. Like, oh, no, no one's going to tell me. Right? Oh, well, there they are going to tell you. Right? Mm. And, like, it's it's very easy to be right and alone. It's not so easy to be right and in relationship with other people, Cancer. Mm. Leo, cool. these bitches, these bitches, these bitches. Oh, Leo. Okay. Just, like, stop being so goddamn grandiose and annoying. Like, it is literally not all about you. And, like, if you're a Leo who is self-employed and sharing shit on the internet, please, God, only share stories that serve the work. Nobody cares. Nobody fucking cares. And, like, if you're trying to, like, hide the self-aggrandizing, you're not doing a good job. Only share stories that are in service to the work. Like a Russian nesting doll full of yourself. They can be. And I'm just like, Leo, come on. You could do so much better because you're so obsessed with yourself and wanting to be perceived serious. Like, you're just a joke. Like, stop. (laughs) You're a joke. You're a joke. You're a clown. And you came here acting like you were the smartest one, but because it's all about you and people can smell that, just stop. Share what's in service to the work and ask more thoughtful questions to other people. Leos are crying. Yeah, they better be. No, I love Clocked. that. Clocked. Next. Virgo, Virgo. Oh, man, this is going to be hard because I love Virgo so much. Oh, I, I got one. No, they really need to stop being dogs to the bone. They really don't know when to stop. They can be unrelenting and fixated and digging into the details and tearing them apart and bringing them together. Like, snap the fuck out of it. Get over it. And keep it the fuck moving. Like, your friends are sick and tired of hearing about every single minutia of your Ugh. issues and your problems. Ugh. It's like, very seriously. my way or highway. Mm. They can be sometimes. And it's like, I don't want to do it your way. So I'm doing 150 on the highway, bitch. Okay? So get help, get over it, or get out. And do it quickly. <laughs> One of those three things. Like, we're losing our intention span because nobody cares about those details. Mm. Okay? Clocked. Next victim. Libra. Stop avoiding yourself by just being codependent and being with other people. The level level to which they avoid themselves by being surrounded by other people and just hopping from one to another is embarrassing. It's actually embarrassing. And so what they'll need to do is spend time alone long enough to figure out who they are, what they take a stand for, who they want to do it with, and what level of results they want to have. They are so good relationally, and I want to see them in right relationship, but because they are so afraid of being alone, they consistently find themselves in unproductive, incompatible, and negligent relationships because they couldn't just fucking think about who they want to be and the kind of partner they want to be with. Oh. Yes or no? Yes or no? Oh, yes. Oh, so fucking codependent. And like they, it's like, I love reliance with other people, but Libra takes it to another level. It's like hyper reliance codependence. You're taking me there, Colin. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Uh, Please. No, keep going. Don't be sorry. Now, Scorpio. Okay. You are not that mysterious. You're just, (laughs) you, you're not. You're not as cool as you think you are. You're not as private and elusive as you fucking think you are. 
Okay, I love that you sample my thinking about it. But like, again, stop kidding yourself. You're also a clown. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fix sign gestures. No. Um, But no. And so I would love to see my Scorpios learn how to trust other people because they are uncompromising sometimes about the trustworthiness related to other people. And what's really interesting is that it actually alerts other people to where we should not trust Scorpio. Because when you're outing yourself as someone who's really critical and judgmental of other people's trustworthy skills, you might as well tell me and don't bother trusting me. Because if I'm this hypervigilant and hyperprotective over others, there's no way you're going to want to be connecting and trustworthy to me. So just stop thinking you're some precious unicorn that everyone couldn't possibly figure out. You're very obvious, Scorpio. There's nothing (laughs) subtle about you. And learn how to trust other people. Yeah. Clocked. Next victim. Sagittarius, do you actually love them or are you the Zodiac's most skilled emotional performance artist? <gasps> oh. And I'm their whole emotional opposite side. Manipulators. So, yeah, and performance artists. It's like, I don't believe you. Okay. Mm. I am not convinced that you actually love these people. I don't know what the fuck you're doing with them. I actually think, you know what? It's because they're actually very sweet. There's a deep sweetness and a generosity and a tenderness to Sagittarius, which is why they can't say no to people. But like, you're going to need to start telling people, I'm not actually romantically in love with you. I just feel bad to say no. And I... People pleasers. Numb my, people, people pleasers. People pleasers. I numb and I distract myself and I do too much to deny what's really going on here, which is that I'm not in love with you. Mm. So like, stop. Like, let me fu- prove it to me, bitch. Prove it. Stop. Ugh. You know? Perfect. All right. And Next. I got a big read for Capricorn because this is my stellium, so I can totally read caps. Absolutely irrefutably, Tim, the biggest fucking punk ass bitches in the Zodiac. <laughs> they act tell like them, they're Colin, fucking tough. Tell them, tell them. They act like they're the tough guys when they walk the fuck in, ba 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 ba, all bravado. All right, and I'm going to tell you right now, they're so fucking afraid of failure. They're so fucking afraid of rejection, and they just pompously walk around like they're not. And they are absolutely the biggest punks in the fucking Zodiac. Absolutely. And that's why they act all tough because they actually aren't contributing the way that they want to. So they just act tougher than they really are. And it's like, go take a risk, go experience setback, disappointment, heartbreak, and failure, Capricorn, then come and talk to me. But if you haven't, shut the fuck up. Go out, Capricorn, and touch some grass. Seriously, get grounded and actually go break your heart, Cap, because... (laughs) You are acting tougher than you really are because you've been so self-protective this whole time because you're so afraid of failure because you think everyone's going to worry about you. But they're not thinking about you. That's another fucking joke. No one's up at night worried what the fuck you're doing, Capricorn. So you might as well experience failure because ain't nobody going to come for you. Ain't nobody watching you. Relax. (laughs) Ain't nobody watching you. Ain't nobody watching you. Ain't nobody watch you either, baby. Right. (laughs) So, like, what are you afraid of? Go fuck up and then come back. Mm. Clocked. Next victim. All right, Aquarius, I'm going to be honest, all right? Yes. Please stop disagreeing for the sake of disagreeing. Like, it is just a joke at this point. Like, (laughs) it is honestly unbelievable the extent by which Aquarian will be contrarian. 
Uh, okay and like i get it you want to be you want to question you want to be skeptical i love that but like you literally just refute facts because you disagree and it's just like i have absolutely no patience for that and also your wisdom is so strong and so generative it absolutely must be more accessible because i get anxiety attacks when i'm listening to aquarian teachers i have no clue where they're going they're just gone with the wind teaching something and i they completely lost me because they lacked the structure and the cohesion of their analysis and argument oh my god that was almost very sadomasochistic i know you were like can we just skip that one can we just no no i wanted you to read me the filth because i am like fully hard right now you just can't see it stand up i'm just kidding I mean, I know he's not going to, but listen, the day is young. The day is young. Okay, go ahead. Wrap it up. Pisces. Oh, Christ on the cross, Pisces. The biggest self-deceivers in the Zodiac. Liars to themselves. They just lie. They lie like a fucking rug. They lie to themselves and then they accidentally lie to other people. And I'm also not buying anything that they're selling because I'm like, yeah, no, you're performing. You're telling yourself a conspiracy theory. And also, if they just took a fraction of responsibility, like what what does all the life malfunctions have in common, Pisces? You. <laughs> so clearly, the common denominator is you. So fucking get a grip. Take responsibility for yourself. Stop getting stoned high, drinking, drugging, numbing, escaping, pretending and performing. Sit with yourself long enough to figure out what the fuck you're doing to create the problems you don't like. Take responsibility for it. Go and make amends too because these bitches like to swim away from taking fearless responsibility. Okay. And then they will have the foundation that gives them the life that they want. If they stop fucking lying themselves, lying to other people and avoiding responsibility. I am taking tissue out. Right here, mess. stop it! Right now, what did that New York bitch say? Cut uh, it out. Stop it! No, I'm just trying to clean up the mess that you left in my pants, Colin. Because <laughs> holy shit! You know, oh, Pisces. Oh, that read, <sighs> that read. Oh boy, <laughs> you, I don't get it. You read the entire zodiac to filth. Wow. Um, this is as good a place as any to declare the library is closed. Right. Clocked. It is condemned. It is due for <laughs> destruction. <laughs> Destroyed. Lock it oh, up. Leave. Lock. I know. Oh my Just God. Just throw the match in the back and blow it up. Yeah. Colin, you're so fucking amazing. I Shut mean, up, Surreal. Stop. I feel like even if I just met you that's the first time we're talking i feel like we've known each other for so long ever fucking gently we have yeah and known each like other for too our long. our connection we probably knew each other in a past life and without a doubt if i may be so bold to say this i love you colin oh i love you too I tim and you. that's not bold at a that's not bold at all <laughs> as I think an aquarian so though as an aquarian i write you're like, mm-hmm. I have had this peer reviewed in the time that we've spoken. I've yes. been creating a journal article as we speak. Exactly. And it has just gotten the approval. So yes. I defended my thesis and we I was concurred. Fully in the group chat with other Aquarians saying, should I call him? You know? <laughs> and say, I love him. And they all said, do it. Do it. Do it's it. fine. You're not emotionally uh, attached or anything. It's no. love in the humanity sense. Uh, oh, thank you. God. I love you too. I think that thank you have you. a wonderful, wonderful wit. So sharp, so sweet, so compassionate. And I just wish that we can get into trouble somewhere across the world together. I don't oh, know if we'll make it. Trouble. Oh, we're but, definitely yeah. going to get in trouble. We're going to make a weekend out of it. I will 
be in touch to hit you up please. in New York or please. you come to me in I would Toronto. love to come to Canada. Come. Yeah, because we're in the same time zone. Yeah. So we got to figure that out. Come. Um, but we got to make this work somehow because come I here. love my air signs. Come, come here. here. Come on my face. <laughs> I knew that's where it was that going. That was where it was going. <laughs> I, I just might. You know, Gemini's love a facial. So I do too. Ooh, yes. We can give each other facials. How about that? Come out of come out of the bathhouse with clean skin. Uh, right. Yes. Yes. Wow, you're so radiant. I know. We just came on each other's faces. You should try it. <laughs> Bye. Oh Bye. my god. Colin, this is so amazing. This is oh, so lovely. So, so much fun. I thank you. thank you. I want you to give the listeners some lovely closing words. And oh. this is your chance to plug in anything that you want yeah. as well. Plug a butt plug in. Well, first I just make want to like say thank you. Plug and butt, or make it like a butt right. plug. That's it. Make like a butt like plug at your P spot. So, <laughs> what I want to say is thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I know that my read might have offended people, but oh well. And um, you can find me at Queer Cosmos, and I will probably still be doing readings for weeks to come. You could buy my uh, books on wherever books are sold because I got a lot of student loans to pay. You know how America is. <laughs> Everyone's in debt, you know? Aren't we all? So, uh, I know, good point. It's not just an American fucking function, but my God, there's no excuse. So you can buy my books and just support me and keep up with me, and we could discuss the things we've talked talked about during pride month forevermore i'll put that all in the show notes please and, do baby oh my god colin thank you so much for joining me thank and you Tim. thank you and for all the listeners that have made it this far into this episode thank you so much for coming on this yes. wild ride with me and colin <laughs> and thank you for listening this has been another episode of the sex ed with tim podcast and i will see you at the next one bye thanks for listening to the sex ed with tim podcast sex ed with tim is created and produced by me tim lagman Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at SexEdWithTim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support. You dirty little slut. Mwah.